right. Well, hi everybody. This is this is Dave, and Gunner is his flight got delayed. So instead of it the the Dave and Gunner show this episode, it's the Dave and Mike show. I'm I'm fortunate to be here in Westford with longtime Red Hatter Mike Jarrett. So say hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. <laughs> All right. So, Mike, what what do you do at Red Hat? How long have you been at Red Hat? Uh, be close to uh, four years now. Yeah. Uh, a lot of years over at Digital and Compact and HP, like a lot of folks here at Westford. Uh, what I'm doing now is uh, the RHEL Developer Program Yeah, Red Hat Enterprise Linux. Been working on this for three years. Nice. For people that don't know what the Developer Program is, what what, what is it in a nutshell? It's, it's a lot of things. Uh, a lot of it, people think of the tools, the new tools that we've come out uh, recently with uh, Developer Toolset and Software Collections. But it's also subscriptions, developer subscriptions for RHEL. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot of how-tos also, technical how-tos for, for developers. Mm -hmm. uh, and then last but not least, certainly, because we're Red Hat, we provide support for developers. Right. Doesn't, doesn't RHEL server give me everything I need or RHEL workstation? From a tool standpoint, what, what do you, what's the difference? Yeah, good question. Uh, and we, we get this a lot. Uh, the developer subscriptions are really uh, a low entry price price point to yeah. get all of the giblets you need for development. Okay. Uh, they include the developer tool set. They include all of the uh, uh, the Red Hat software collections and a whole bunch of uh, RHEL add-ons as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's it's to help developers get the work down, lower the barrier, and and uh, of course those developer subscriptions do include the developer support as well. Which is that, that extra bit that you don't get yeah. with a production type of regular rel subscription? Yeah, and a lot of times too, I'll I'll hear about I'll have customers that it's like I want to do development on rel, but it's too expensive. I don't want to spend the the retail price for rel server to do development for each of my developers. So I'll do it on Fedora or I'll do it on CentOS. But then then there's a porting exercise for them. Mm -hmm. That's they, right. Yeah, they got they got to code over and and it sounds like with the developer subscription, it's a it's a low cost way for them to get um, to develop on RHEL and then deploy on RHEL. So it makes that that, that DevOps works that lifecycle a lot faster and and it less error prone, right? Like like we said, it's it's basically you get the full blown copy of RHEL server and all the add-ons and all that stuff that, that mirrors your the deployment environment. But you you also mentioned the the software collection. So software collections is it's a packaging methodology that allows you to have multiple versions of the same piece of software installed concurrently on the same system, right? That's right. So it's like under opt Red Hat or or RH or and then, and then there's a different version of MySQL, and um, and I would I like how we phrase it as the quote unquote latest stable version um, because there are a lot of times, especially for developers, um, I know customers love the ten year life cycle of RHEL, but having a ten year old version of GCC just it drives them nuts. And yep. and so having the developer tool set, uh, you know, being able to deploy on the solid foundation of something that's supported for ten years is awesome. But by using the latest stable version of GCC or a database or you know, MySQL, MariaDB, um, that allows them to sort of have the best of both worlds. Yeah, absolutely. And every version of, of RHEL has the, the, the base version of, of Python and Ruby and other things. And you can't just replace and substitute Python 2.6 inside of RHEL 6. That would create some real problems. Right. So it's so handy to be able to have this additional sort of installation on the side yeah. where you can install 
not only 2.7 of Python, but you can also install 2.7 and 3.3. So with this kind of methodology, this approach, you avoid all kinds of, of uh, contention and crashing. And it's really handy in that case where if somebody is wanting to uh, start to evolve their application from a 2.7 to 3.3, this is going to help them make that, uh, mm -hmm. that transition as well. Right. And I, I know, too, that before the developer toolset and Red Hat software collections, if somebody wanted like the latest version of Ruby or, or GCC, they'd be like, oh, yeah, no problem. I'll go out to, <laughs> you know, .org and pull it down and compile it myself and everything. But then their version of GCC is probably different from everybody else's, even within the same organization. You know, I've, we've had so much interest in, in the collections, software collections from developers, but we've had just as much from sysadmins yeah. who have had to go and fetch the upstream versions. And what their experience is, is they, they go and put the, the stack together yeah. of, for Ruby or for Python, and they put it on one or two systems. And then three months later, they're asked to go do it again. And, gee, maybe it's not the exact same version that, yeah. that, was, that was done. And how did they do it? Because they did it so many months ago. How did they do Built it exactly? Slightly, yeah, different makefile tweak. Or, yeah. yeah, exactly. So uh, it's, it's so easy and straightforward here uh, with software collections, everybody is really delighted to hear about it. You know, it's not trivial going out and pulling it and building it yourself, or a, a, you know, you want to pull in the bug fixes or the security fixes and having to rebuild that. Or you know, it's like, how do you know if there's a security vulnerability in whatever you pulled down, and um, where we track that for you? Mm -hmm. But the the latest announcement is with uh, that I heard is about having the developer toolset baked into a standard RHEL subscription too. Right? Red Hat Software Collections has always been available with developer subscriptions. It's also been available with the supported RHEL subscriptions. Yeah, regular old RHEL server. Yep. Now with developer toolset, that's following the, the, the same yeah. exact model. So it's still part of the developer subscriptions. It's it's now part of, of RHEL standard or premium subscriptions, and it's included with a number of the uh, academic subscriptions as well. Yeah, and that's, that's what's cool, too, because... Uh, you know, but I know of a lot of customers that had a lot of pain, and you know, you've probably heard uh, me and others, you know, complaining about. It. It's like, oh, I, they have to go and have a developer subscription. Mm -hmm. it's, it was the barrier of entry was, you know, it's like they already did the purchase and they didn't include the developer toolset and converting subscriptions was painful. Um, and now that that problem goes away. And then the other part too is that um, you would think developer toolset is only good for your developer systems. But it's also useful for your production systems, too, with some of the profiling tools, like like mm -hmm. O-Profile and all that, where it's like it, you're having a performance problem. You may want to have the latest version of Valgrind or O-Profile, do some performance analysis and see if, if you have any problems here. Absolutely. And our Red Hat support organization it, it often uh, suggests that, that the new versions of those tools get in, installed uh, for yeah. that special uh profiling or debugging kind of uh, test. Yeah, and then one one of the other things that, um, you know, just recently RHEL 7 came out. How quick can they adopt RHEL 7 a lot faster with the developer tools? Oh, it's so much easier. Uh, with RHEL, RHEL 7, the default GCC is, is 4.8, mm -hmm. uh, and 4.8 is also the version that's in developer tool set. So mm -hmm. someone can really code and compile on RHEL 6 today using the developer toolset version and deploy on both RHEL and RHEL 6, uh, RHEL 6 and 7. 
I know when RHEL 5, I was here when RHEL 5 came out and when RHEL 6 came out, and it was always, um, the ISV certifications always lagged because it was that porting exercise where mm -hmm. um, with the developer tool set, they, even before, without touching RHEL 7, they could be, uh, uh, six months ago, could be laying the groundwork for, you know, getting ready for RHEL 7 and then get to market a lot faster um, with their ISV app. Yeah, that's right. That's right. A lot of a lot of customers, developers are really pleased that we've got this this two version uh, yeah version of rel support. Um, what about you know? Okay, so so you got the bits. Um, how do you learn? You know, how how are you guys teaching people how to you know live the developer uh, subscription and dev program lifestyle? Yeah, sure. Well, we have our our usual web pages for. Lots, lots of information, but we found a, a lot of a lot of developers uh, readers are finding us on the developer blog. Yeah. So developerblog.redhat.com is really hasn't been around all that long. It's how we started to promote the uh, developer toolset and the uh, Red Hat software collections. Really, just over not even a year. Really, we've been. Kind of running in earnest. Actually, this is June. So yeah, about a year ago, we kind of kicked off things, and seeing a lot of lot of readership for it. A lot of technical articles can be found there on on both the tech, uh, developer toolset and in the multiple different uh, software collections. One of the most uh, popular articles is about Django installation with with Python. Um, there's another one that's popular about. Uh, Parallelism and concurrency. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're we're seeing a whole series of articles now on DevOps. Yes, uh, that have been produced by the Red Hat IT uh, DevOps team. Oh, really? Like yeah. how how we do how we're how we're introducing DevOps into yeah. into Red Hat IT? Yeah. So yeah. they're they're uh, kind of spearheading that that effort and have been blogging on the site for wow six months now, I guess. Mm -hmm. So lots. Lots of variety, lots of very good technical how-tos. Yeah, and then you had the um, Dev Nation. Yes. And uh, it, it co coinciding with the summit, and I've heard tremendous things about that. That was, that was really good. How, how did, I, I presume that was a good experience for you guys? Oh, absolutely. It started on that Monday. We had a keynote from Neil Ford. Then in the afternoon, we had Gene Kim as, as the afternoon keynote. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and Gene, if you're not familiar with him, has, has authored the DevOps book called the the Phoenix Project. Yeah. Um, in fact, we're we're now doing a series of article uh, web uh, blog articles rather with with Gene and the oh. Red Hat IT okay. uh, DevOps team. There's some some interview things. So uh, we just had our first one last week. The second one will go up this week. Oh, great! I think people need to pick up a copy of the. Phoenix Project. It was. I, I really enjoyed that book. Um, it was a perspective that you know I in, don't ordinarily get. A CIO. They have so many things going on, and and it, it's not just you know hearing vendors talk to them or talking about new projects and all that. It's it's about all the drama and all the other stuff that's going on, and and all the things that keep them up at night. And it was it was a nice month or so or uh, or in the life of that whole that whole story that I, I really enjoyed and gave it, me a different perspective. It, it, it is surprising. I, I still even when I say it, I find it amusing that I can say it and that it was it was really entertaining to read a book about IT. 
Yeah. Well, it was, in many ways, I was like, I didn't like it because it felt too much like work. <laughs> I know. You know, it's like, oh, no, not another conference call. And, you know, and you're reading a book about conference calls. And you yeah, know, yeah. 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 But it was it was an easy read worth definitely I recommend uh, reading it. Yeah. In fact, uh, yeah, last year I bought 200 copies and I've, I've given out all of those and just bought a bunch more yeah. e-copies. So if somebody can find me, uh, they can probably uh, get a copy off me at this point. Yeah. 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 And then. Um well, what, and tell me about about uh, the developer support too. So, how does that how does that differ from say production support? Yeah, that's a good question. So, there's there's certainly different types of things that developer experiences. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's yeah. There's the usual get my system running, but when you get into the compilers and those tools, uh, that's that's where developer support picks in picks up. Uh, my compiler compiled, my application is not compiling. Uh, why is that? Um, that's probably the, the best example um, that, that comes to be uh, for the developer subscription. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. And then, uh, and I'm sure that's also the official venue to, you know, for people to, for a suggestion box for, for the developer customers to say, what software collections they would like to see in the developer tool set in the future and things like that too, right? Absolutely. Uh, Red Hat's support is, is the front end to, to putting those requests for engineering into, into our engineering groups. And we've had lots of requests for, for new candidates for, for software collections. In fact, yeah. massively long list that we've maybe get to this this decade <laughs> yeah yeah so how does it like with rel 7 the, we have a developer tool set for rel 7 now too right um actually what we have for for rel 7 right now is is the um software collections okay so software collections just 1.1 just released a couple of weeks ago okay uh, and in, in conjunction with the RHEL 7 release, uh, we support both RHEL 6 and RHEL 7. Okay, same versions. With, yes. Okay. So RHEL 7 has Python 2.7 is the default, yep. but you can also get Python 3.3 yep. uh, with the software collections. You could even get Python 2.7 from software collection as well Yeah. on RHEL 7. Now, why would you do that? Well, if, you, if you're planning to, to update your version of the tools in, in more of the short term, then you might as well get started with soft, software collection versions right off the, right the get-go. Yeah. Similar to, to develop the developer uh, uh, tool, toolkit, uh, tool set um, benefit of, of porting to, from, from RHEL, or rather compile on RHEL 6, deploy in RHEL 7, it's a little different in uh, in the software collection with software collection components, databases, for example. Uh, it's not about porting, but at least you have now a more portable environment to to help you move from RHEL six to more uh, to RHEL seven. Yeah. Um, and from the languages perspective, you're not compiling, but um, again, you, again, you have that that extra comp compatibility portability. Right. So it sounds like for the, like with say the Red Hat software collections, it would be good to, let's say, 
you, a customer isn't quite ready to move to RHEL 7 yet, but they could still, like, you know, that's not their corporate standard yet, but RHEL 6 is, this, they could use the software collections to be doing Python 2.7 or Python 3.3 or, or, you know, using those. And then they're positioned to pick up and move to RHEL 7 a lot faster um, whenever the, the corporation decides to move to RHEL 7. Right, right. And with developer tool set, we, you know, that's obviously we'll, we'll cover and support RHEL 7 yeah. at some point in time. Uh, GCC 4.9 just came out. Uh, like last month, so and, and that goes back to the whole latest stable. Yes, right. It's it's not bleeding edge, and you know it's it's meant for you to use it in production. In fact, I'm kind of bouncing around here a little bit, but one of the big articles in the past few weeks was we we had an article about the ISO standards mm-hmm. uh, meetings that have been about GCC, mm-hmm. and that article about what what's going on in 4.9 was was a hugely uh, read. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what what are other ways that if um, that, you know, you guys get feedback outside of the traditional formal support process? So I have a couple of uh, survey forms that I that I put out there where people have been able to say, hey, what what are you working on now? What can what, what collection component are you using? Which one are you planning to use? Which ones would you like to see? So we gotten some some good input uh, there we also you asked about communication so we also have a, a monthly developer uh, newsletter yeah know, too so we with folks that are have a day job and don't have a chance to to, to read lots of lots of things we uh, have this monthly newsletter it kind of highlights the the big articles from mm-hmm. from across Red Hat not just the rel side but Things from from our middleware portfolio as well, and and our uh, platform as a service with OpenShift and, and so forth. So it's a good summary of the top topics of the month. Okay, well, cool, cool. Is there a- anything else you wanted to touch on before we wrap up? You know, uh, you asked about Red Hat support for developer subscriptions. Um, just to say a little bit more about it, we, we also in terms of the. You know, it's the break fix. The compiler thing doesn't doesn't work. But we also give advice on on application architecture and design and best practices and tuning and and even application porting as well. So yeah, all, yeah I'm sure you, you have some. You know, you're writing code and you have some nasty memory leak, and you know we can talk you through it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's an important. Item. Nice. Okay. Well, well, great, Mike. I'm glad you're able to stop by and and visit with me uh, this afternoon. Um, and and I know you talked about. A lot of different things, and, and we'll put all the links in our show notes. But where where do we want to send people for um, uh, for the to get those links to get to the developer blog and all, all the good stuff you guys are doing? Yeah, go to dgshow.org. Nice, and that'll get everybody focused. Excellent. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Mike, and thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, Dave. Mm-hmm.